Hey y'all, you're listening to Word on the Street, an OML and RRC podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Word on the Street, and another episode in our Growing Up Mixed series. My name is Sean Landock, I use he, him pronouns, I'm a junior accounting major, and I'm also one of the 10 student inclusion educators with the Office for Multicultural Learning, along with the Rainbow Resource Center. And uh, I'm also a triplet, and I actually have one of my two triplet brothers here with us, Sam. Hello, my name is Sam Landock. I use he, him pronouns. I'm also a junior, and I'm a computer science and engineering major. And I'm also here. My name is Jonathan Mari. I use he, him pronouns. I am a junior MIS major. Awesome. Um, so, we, uh, in, the, in the first episode of the Growing Up Mix series, they talked about this one question, that, and I thought that we all ex- experience this, que- this question a lot as well in our lives. And that question is, what are you? Because one thing we all have in common is we grew up mixed. And, and I, this is a question that I've been asked a lot, and to the point where it's gotten a little annoying. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I've definitely grown maybe a little slightly numb to that question. You know, I, um, um, I sort of, I don't identify myself, um, where, like, when I, when I hear that question, um, I don't take, I, I don't, I'm not attached to it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of focus more on who I am as a, as a person more now, just because, um, I've, I've no direct concrete link to any specific race or, um, or anything like that. So I, um, yeah, I, I, I sort of got used to that question a little bit. Mm. I'm sure you've gotten that question all the time. Oh, quite a bit. Uh, growing up in the South, uh, for the people listening, I'm, I'm from Arkansas, uh, and with it being a very predominantly white state, it was a very common occurrence for a lot of people to, as soon as they see me and like see any of my family, they'd go up and they'd ask, uh, like, what are you? Where are you from? And sadly, another question that came along with it is, why are you here? So mm. it was an interesting time for sure. Yeah. The question, what are you, is really like, I don't know, this, actually, this question actually got me involved with the OML because my experiences of, because I'm, uh, people will come up to me, Sam, and our other brother, Seth, and will say, oh, like, what are you? And, and it's hard to fully answer that question because I'm a lot of different things, so I'll just go down the list. I'll, oh, I'm Filipino, Cuban, Italian, Polish, Irish, like, I can't, it's hard for me to say one. And, and what I've realized that, uh, from this question is that, uh, like, knowing that race is a, is a social construct, and just knowing that when someone asks you what are you and because they can't figure out what race you are they're you know in a way trying to find what category to put you in and uh, that's something like that I've experienced and learned and mm-hmm. and that question ended up leading me to figuring out how to deal with deal with that issue and that was that was how I you know the the long story short of how I got involved with the OML and I think it's important to note that you know just asking someone the first time you meet someone saying what are you you know it's not 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 always appropriate to like say that like ask that question the first time you meet someone yeah but yeah I don't know I that that question just comes up a lot it's hard to like go on the list and everything and 
Yeah. But I don't know. I'm really interested to hear more about uh, your experience of growing up mixed in Arkansas, being um, being uh, black and Latino in in Arkansas. And I, I'm sure that you have a lot of stories to share with us. So I'd love to hear more. Um, so the pretty the, the pretty basic rundown is that there there's pretty much two sides of where I grew up in Arkansas. Uh, it's literally called North Side and South Side. Uh, with North Side being predominantly white and then South Side being predominantly Latino, and there is a there's a big rivalry between the two. Like they do not get along very well. And with me being black and Latino and going to school in the North Side in the predominantly white neighborhoods, it brought up a lot of issues. Um, there was many times where in in my high school classes, even my middle school classes, I just experienced uh, blatant racism in the middle of the day. Teachers did not care. I've been called pretty much every slur in the book. Uh, there was a group of kids that once they found out that I was, uh, my, my mother is from El Salvador, and once they found out about that, they referred to me as immigrant for the rest of high school. Uh, like, never used my name. It was always like, hey immigrant, if they ever wanted to talk to me. Um, and so that was a really interesting time. But over, I, I can never say it really got to me because my my father, like he, whenever we moved there, he did tell me that this they might not be as welcoming here as they were when we, because I moved from California to Arkansas when I was very young. And so I'm, I was technically born in Santa Monica, but I consider myself growing up in Arkansas. And he told me that people around here are not as welcome welcoming uh, to people of color. And so pretty much from the get-go, I had like a different mindset about it because I, I learned to take away the power from the word because someone can call me anything they want. It's up to me to whether or not I let that affect me. And so over time, it just progressed into, I pretty much just saw it as a, not a joke, but I was kind of like laughing at them for being so ignorant instead of like taking it as like an offensive term. I was just like, kind of sad for them that they had to stoop down to that level. Right. And so, like there was uh, one time, there was, obviously hunting is a very big thing in Arkansas, and I went on a youth hunting trip with my father, and obviously he couldn't come along with, uh, like on the actual hunting trip, he's on the older side, and he couldn't keep up with the hike, so he stayed behind and they sent one of the youth, uh, the youth program leaders out there with me. Um, and as soon as I got in the car, he looked at me, and he looked me dead in the eyes, and he was like, you're not from around here, are you? And I was like, oh, well, I, I came from, a, like, a city not too far from here. It was a couple-hour drive. And he was like, no, that's not what I mean. He was like, y you don't look like you are from around here. And then he, like, he was like, I can tell you're some sort of Latino. And I was like, okay, like, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. This is a hunting trip. It's not about what race I am. And from there, I, I wouldn't say that I was, I felt threatened, but I definitely didn't feel as comfortable around him, considering that we're in the middle of the woods, there's loaded firearms around. So it was uh, not, not scary, but definitely a little bit more on the uncomfortable side. But, um, yeah, there's just a lot of experiences like that, where uh, there was this one uh, group of kids that were on the football team, and luckily I had a very supportive friend group that... Um, that always had my back when it came to things. They, this group of kids, they, they found out that 
that I was half black and half Latino, and they said uh, like we don't accept your kind, like your kind here, and they they're like saying like yeah we're gonna find you after school, and like obviously proceed to fight, but luckily I like I said I have a had a pretty good friend group back there, and they made sure that nothing ever nothing bad ever happened to me, and so I'm really grateful for that. Wow yeah, I really appreciate you sharing all those experiences. I'm sure like. They're very hard, but you also mentioned that you you didn't really let it get to you, right? Because even though there was like this racism was all around you, but you you were able to kind of just like keep keep the chin high and like and kind of like you, you said it never really got to you, right? And mm -hmm. and I think um, something in a previous conversation that we had that I um, that kind of stuck with me was how um, people kind of put um, everyone who appeared like Latino into like one category or uh, who appeared Latinx into one category. Mm -hmm. um, could you like go into more detail with that? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's, uh, maybe this sounds bad, but just the, the lack of like proper education in, in like that area of the South. Um, but pretty much whenever someone hears the word, like hears you speaking Spanish, there's the automatic assumption that you're Mexican. Like I, I told people like, Many times, I'm like, no, like, I'm not Mexican. My mom's from El Salvador. And so, like, oh, so you're Mexican. Um, it just never never really got through to them. And so, like, there, it just was, on, like, a repeating effect of, like, every person that had the views of, like, putting all everybody in, into one category, it was just blanket of you're, you're Mexican now. Yeah. Because, obviously, uh, like, during, even in high school, there are people were wearing Confederate flags on their belts, on their phone cases, on their boots. Uh, people had it on uh, flying off flags at the back of their trucks. Um, there, like people would in the middle in the middle of the hallway. Um, there's a song by Johnny Walker, or I'm sorry, not Johnny Walker, uh, by Johnny Rebel that was used during the Civil War, and it's Alabama Hard R, and they'd be playing it throughout the hallways. And so obviously there was a a sense of blatant racism throughout the high school, and so everybody that held that view just had a blanket overview of all Hispanics as being Mexican. Mm -hmm. Wow, and and that, about because it seemed like a lot of people just assume uh, uh, people from the Latinx community as as Mexican, and I think Sam Sam and I definitely had a different experience growing up mixed because we're from not from uh, Arkansas but from Los Angeles, and. But we like we still. I think we all got those assumptions. So, like they'll either ask, "What are you?" Um, or they'll you know, like, or they'll just assume you're a certain uh, uh, you have a certain racial identity. And I think Sam and I. I can say that Sam and I both have like people have definitely assumed uh, assumed our racial identity at times. Yeah. Well, not not in Johnny's way. Not, know, not 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 no, definitely not in Johnny's way. Um, if anything, it's more of. Uh, uh, maybe maybe someone of uh, 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 someone who's Latinx or someone who's black will uh, assume that we're also La Latinx or black, mm -hmm. um, which uh, which is welcoming too. It's like I I, I do. <coughs> it is nice to 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 have that initial welcome and and assume that I'm 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 sort of with them. Right. Yeah, for sure. And. Like, and that feeling of, of welcoming, I think because of, like, I think the three of us all have um, uh, racially, like, ambiguous appearances. Um, and, like, at least for me, 
for Sam and I, we uh, we were able to access a lot of different spaces because of that. Like, it, it was weird because because people couldn't really tell what race we were exactly. Um, because of that, like, I felt like whenever I would enter a space that was predominantly white or predominantly Latinx or predominantly black, um, we would like I, I would feel comfortable entering those spaces, even though I wasn't fully that racial, like, uh, fully identified with that racial identity. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it was like, because I'm, because I'm mixed race, it was hard to feel a part of those spaces right. like, at the same time. So it was like, even though I was able to access and feel comfortable in other spaces, I definitely didn't feel like, like one, I'm, oh, I'm like, I'm one of them. Right, right, yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely, from from my experience, there's no real community of um, of mixed people. Um, no, 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 nowhere where I can fill in that fill in that bubble on that standardized test, right? That's another thing. Like uh, standardized test, I, I I never, you know, every time I would I would that that would be harder than the actual test. Yeah. You know, I I would not be able to. Um, I'd have to ask, like, my brothers, oh, what are you putting down, yeah. you know? Um, I, I'd go back home, ask my parents, like, what was I, what was I supposed to put down, yeah. right? We never, you know, um, um, it was, we never had a, a, a core um, race to, uh, to, to, to ground us in. Right, because there's a Caucasian, I didn't fully identify as white. Um, you know, there's Asian, like, I'm, we're... Like twenty five percent Filipino, yeah. Um, we like you know, like, I didn't know because I was Filipino. Do I put, you know, do I put Asian? Do I put Pacific Islander? Like I, I yeah. And then also saying oh, um, like I think on the bubble like Hispanic, uh, the like the, I didn't know how to. Like, the, I didn't yeah. fill, couldn't fill that bubble either because even though like I was like a couple percent Cuban, like because our our grandmothers from. Her family's from Cuba. I, I, I like. Did I like? Am I am I Cuban enough to put down right? Like, like to identify as Latinx. Right. You know, it was again to fill up in fill in that Hispanic yeah. bubble. Right. Um, yeah. So that was. Uh, yeah. Am I enough to qualify for a race that is in my DNA? Like, yeah. am I enough to fill in this bubble? Right. right. Am, I, am I enough of this category to fit it? Yeah. To fit in. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I, th I think uh, when you were saying that there's no one um, like mixed race community, I guess I now that I think of it, it's like I think the identity you most identify with, or at least in our experience, is like what um, like the side of the family you kind of surround yourself with the most. Right. At least with um, with. Our mom's side of the family, the Filipino side of the family, mm -hmm. we like most like, most of our family from our mom's side is with us in Los Angeles, while my dad's side is still on um, still on the East Coast. We definitely still like surround ourselves with like the more Filipino side of the family. So, right. so I think we probably connected to the uh, to our Filipino identity the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's also I mean yes we we. We uh, were surrounded by our uh, Filipino family, um, like you know, fa family gatherings, funerals, 
weddings, um, whatever it may be. Um, but it was never like a core part of our immediate family. And so when we go into those gatherings, um, where we, uh, you know, say hi to all our, our infinite, uh, our infinite uncles and aunts and cousins, um, that didn't see us till we were yay tall. Um, I was, you know, it was, I always felt out of place. Um, not, not sure how to, not sure how to address them properly. Um, not sure how to like, you know, comfortably carry myself in, 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 in that Filipino setting. Um, and I mean, and that's also a part because our, our, our sort of family, it was, um, like Filipino identity was, was pushed down. Yeah, it was, it was pushed down a little bit. I think, and that had a lot to do with our grandparents' immigrant experience. Yeah. Because both of our grandparents came from the Philippines around, like, I guess, World War Two, and yeah. uh, and our our grandpa he just as soon as he got to the United States he was just working 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 picking like multiple jobs, and that's where he met our grandma. But and when when they started their family, our our grandpa's working all the time, and our grandma um, just wanted to fully em- like embrace being American, truly wanted to fit in because she experienced racism too. Right. Uh, I was telling Sam the other day that. Um, I remember a story of our our grandma. Like, I think there she was trying to find a place to stay, like a motel or whatever. And and she comes in um, asking for a place to stay, and uh, the the person at the desk says, "Sorry, we don't serve Orientals." You know, and I think because of experiences like those, uh, she was driven to fu- like to fully embrace being American. Right. And and she was also working too. She was like. In, in addition to taking care of her, her family and um, and like working, she's all, she also got a master's degree, right, in yeah. I think business administration. Right. Uh, so she's taking all these things. So I think uh, she didn't necessarily. Not only was she trying to embrace being American, she also like our grandparents didn't have the time to pass down the, you know, the uh, the Filipino like identity right. to our mom and her siblings. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, so growing up, like when the, me, Sam, and Seth, when we when we were growing up, we didn't really experience as much of the the food, the language, the culture. So we didn't mm-hmm. like we didn't really grow up with the pancit and the adobo, or um, like we didn't learn any Tagalog really. No. But when we would get and go to the big family gatherings with all of the cousins, the aunts, the uncles that we, yeah. that we've never seen since we were yay tall, as they always say it. Uh, we were ex- we were able to experience it in those few moments and like oh that this is awesome I, I wish I could experience this more like I'd love right. to visit I'd love to visit the Philippines one day and you know and hopefully one day we'll be able to go but you know it was just even though the Filipino side of the family was where we connected to the most it definitely wasn't like because the like the food the language the culture w- wasn't necessarily translated like yeah. down the generation be due to the immigrant experience. Yeah, it was the generation is um they're they were trying to survive. Yeah. They're trying to feed a family of five. Um you know, they 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 didn't have time for <laughs> to to they didn't have time for anything, you know. They were or a family of seven cuz or or five, uh, five five kids, yeah, and that, and that plus them too, so family of seven. Um but yeah, uh I, I yeah, and it's like we we get those tastes, uh, like we get, we get a taste of our of that, 
Filipino uh, welcome um, that community, um, you know, o only only on like the rare occasions, the sad occasions of like a funeral maybe, or so it's it's really not um, the most ideal, but but um, super super grateful for when we do get that chance. And I think another part of our um, r mixed race identity that was kind of pushed out a little bit, or that we didn't fully recognize, was the Cuban, like, mm -hmm. and uh, because um, because our our Cuban side of the family is from our dad's side, and and his, uh, I think his, like our dad's mom, her family, like at her, like her her father, like her parents came from Cuba, but. Like, like the whole the whole family like from her side, all came to to Massachusetts, and there's one there's one like brother in that family that stayed behind, mm -hmm. and stayed behind in Cuba, and we, like, we we didn't like we didn't know our our like, like they stayed behind in, in this past uh, this past Thanksgiving break we were able to like somehow um, there was a. A member of our family that we just never like from that from that family that was lost back in Cuba, like found their way back. Like that family found their way back to the United States to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and re and found found our dad and reached out to him. So then over there was this time over uh, Thanksgiving break, where uh, our families like um, our family and uh, my dad's newly found cousin and his family we all got to go bowling together and and our Good, uh, good friend and roommate Jaime, who's from Spain, was the was the translator yeah. between uh, between my dad and his cousin, which was uh, it, it was a fun time. But it was it was interesting because before until then I I didn't like we didn't find anyone from our family that like I don't we we didn't couldn't really connect to that Cuban identity as much and until that until that moment and like wow like, I didn't. It didn't feel real until until we actually saw someone from our family who like who really was Cuban and I don't yeah. know it was just a really cool moment for me uh, yeah and it was it was a really special moment for for him too for our dad uh, for our, for our dad but for our dad's cousin yeah um, yeah uh, it was it was it was such a um, an, like such a happy re uh, you know reunion of, of families um, you know I, I, you know. I, and then in the name of family, not necessarily in the name of, of racial identity. Right. Yeah. And it's cool to see, like, to see, like, oh, this is this is a part of me. Like, like it was able to. Be. Right. Yeah. So I, I think, and like, it's on the theme of you know us having multiple racial identities. How what have been all of your experiences like connecting to, to each of those identities? Was you know, could one? Did you? Could you connect strongly to one or the other? Like, how did you? How did your experiences kind of shape how you see yourself around, among all those racial identities? Um, so I'd say it was it was pretty. I wouldn't say easy, but it, it wasn't exactly a difficult task for me because obviously my mom's side of the family is uh, like partially Salvadorian and uh, Mexican married in, and so growing up, um, I would visit. Los Angeles a lot in South Central and I'd visit my cousins and I practically see my cousins as uh, n not as like cousins but as like a brother and sister and because we we did so much like every time we'd visit we'd do everything together 
and so like every every party or anything like that, like I felt really welcome, and obviously everyone there speaks Spanish. Everyone there is either uh, like originated from El Salvador or Mexico, like directly, or is the son or daughter of them, and it really it really brought it into perspective of like I I feel welcome in a in a Latinx like area and on my dad's side it was also the same thing because uh, like recently I can use the example uh, sadly I wish I could couldn't use this example but with uh, one of my uncles passing away a couple weeks ago during the funeral I it was mainly the the Mari slash Bordenay family and everyone there like I, I knew everyone as a familiar face and I, I didn't feel out of place like even though my my skin color wasn't as dark as the majority of the people there it was it was not difficult to feel welcome or at home but that's just within my within my family and now going into like public spaces especially growing like, like in Arkansas it would be completely dependent on whether or not I knew the people beforehand because if I knew the people beforehand, if I walked into a room and I, and I recognized people, and I knew them as good people, then I'd be like, okay, I can I can feel comfortable in this area. But there has been multiple times where I walk in, uh, like one of the examples is I can I walked into the uh, the locker room one day. Like I, I played soccer in high school, and I walked into the locker room, and I didn't know any like the the football team is was notorious for having a lot of very aggressive racist people and so I walk into the locker room and I look around and I don't recognize anybody and they all just give me this like because the, the locker room is shared like I I had just as much right as a soccer player to go in there because my locker was in there as well and so I walk in and three people that were born and raised in Arkansas had very very conservative values and like one, one of them uh, is very blatant on social media about how he does not believe in the fact or in the idea of race mixing. So he he knew that I was half black and half Hispanic, and he when I walked in, he looked at me and just gave me this like death stare, like like why are you here? What are you doing in here? So it it for me it entirely depends on if I know you, but within my family, I guess that was the original topic. Um, it never really was difficult for me because. I, I grew up on both sides. I had a lot of experiences with both sides of my family. So whenever I'm in a, a Latinx function or any like party or anything like that, then I feel really, really welcome. I try, uh, they, there was never a, like, even though I don't speak fluent Spanish, there was never the idea of, oh, since you can't speak Spanish, you're, you're not a part of us. You're not one of us. It was never like that. And uh, going to the the Mari Bordenave side, my father's side, there was never the fact of like, oh, even though you're a lighter skin color than us, you're not one of us. It was always just, we're just one family. And it was never, there was never any like difference between us, I guess, in my eyes, at least. Mm. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's really interesting. Like you're able to like, I don't know, when you're with your family, you're very, <coughs> um, you're able to connect, connect very well to like, to your black identity and your um, Latinx identity, and but when you're entering like other spaces like like locker rooms and classrooms and uh, just like in, in these different spaces where like where there are people that you didn't know, it was you didn't have that same like same feeling of, of comfort and but 
Yeah, at least for me, like, I think Sam and I kind of talked about this a little earlier, but yeah, I was, I don't know, kind of goes along with being able to access spaces as well, because I was not only, like, I was able to access many different spaces, but I didn't feel a part of them. And because, like, I don't know, when, when someone asks me, well, what race are you, what are you, um, and I go down this list, it's some, so it was very hard for me to, like, it would just be a list, and and I couldn't really pinpoint one. I, like, there, was n there wasn't really one, uh, one racial identity that I could, like, fully say, oh, like, I'm, I am this, you know, this, like, this is me, just, even though I was experienced with, like, um, much, like, I guess predominantly with my Filipino side of the family, it was like, it was definitely still hard, like identifying at, like identifying myself as Filipino. It was very, it was, it was a little difficult. But uh, just one thing that I wanted to share as well uh, regarding the last point. Um, every time that I like say that I didn't feel comfortable, it was with it being in the South. It was never really a mental or an emotional sense of like danger. It was predominantly a physical sense of I could physically be in danger because the, in in that culture in in the South there's there's not really a sense of like like talking trash. I guess it's fights are very common. Like there there there's a common there's a, like steel-toed boots. They they hurt right like. Everybody out there is not afraid to get into a physical altercation purely based off, like, your skin color. I had a couple friends, um, it was, with me being half black, there were only two other people in the school that identified as black. And uh, it was Tayshawn and Daquan. And they multiple times had to fight their way out of, like, situations. Luckily, there were bigger guys, so it, it went their way. But... It was never a sense of like, oh, like I'm getting like emo like emotionally attacked. It was always the sense of I could physically be in danger in this scenario. Like, there's no coaches in that locker room. When he looked at me, I was like, okay, like this this could end very badly because he he was quite a bit bigger. He was a lineman. He was quite a bit bigger than me, and like there and recently actually uh, last year, just to highlight how how dangerous it can be for people of color within within Arkansas or the South in general, uh, my high school's baseball team, a large majority of them got sent to, sent to juvie because they they had a new new player who was a person of color, and within that same locker room they tied him up and they started like like beating him, and afterwards like I don't know I, the reports were that they were drunk. And because like it was a, a like an after after game celebration, and afterwards they they went to Walmart, they bought the largest like package of like cotton swabs that they could, and they drove around the city, finding people of color and throwing the cotton at them, calling them all sorts of racial slurs. So I just wanted to put that into like perspective for people listening that it was not it was not an emotional or like mental like danger like you you weren't scared of being like like thinking about this in a week and thinking back of it like if you were in the situation you were scared f for your physical body that something could happen yeah so and because you mentioned that you like, like you've been in situations with like like you've been in fights before like you and so I th I'm sure with like with that perspective like in that you know very rough environment of like you know there wasn't the emotional like, um, like mental emotional 
like discomfort of entering a space and there's actually the physical danger that was that could that could happen at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure like because of that the like, kind of the I'm sure like I'm sure the like obviously like the the lang- like the words like are uh, you know being called racial slurs and like, that, I'm sure that's not fun either. But like, but I'm sure like the like the um, the feeling of a physical danger definitely was de- definitely on your mind first before like I'm sure like the um, like you're able to shrug off um, shrug off the the words a little easier when like when a when a fight wasn't like wasn't happening or like I'm sure like yeah like, oh, to, oh. to put into perspective because people like you know because you, you not only have you been called ra- like ra- racial slurs you've also been like in fights and mm-hmm. yeah like a, a word's a lot easier to get over than a black eye so <laughs> yeah that, that, I don't know that's that's very like mm, that's very surprising to like to me. I'm sure Sam too, because uh, you know, we growing up in Southern California, we haven't experienced that at all. Like to the no. to the slightest. There's like not think, even not even a little bit. Yeah, you know, there, like there are people that like that, like on social media that like you know make like uh, like racist posts, and and I think that like there's at a school nearby, like, we're close to where we live. There was a um, a big deal with someone who made a prom poster for like asking someone to prom in, in high school but it had like it was an acronym that like sp- that spelled out the n-word like, like, that was the, that was the biggest thing like that uh, uh that was like i think the biggest moment of, of racism that we experienced in high school i believe but um but it's like but at least in comparison to like i don't know what you were saying like because obviously like, uh, that that like, a poster like that's horrible but like, Having that something like being like common and and you know people like throwing cotton at at um, at people of color and and tying up one of your own teammates. Yeah, it was and the the baseball team. They they tied up one of their teammates after a game, and they like they they recorded everything, which was just vastly dumb on their part. But what do you expect from people like that? And um, yeah, they they tied him up. They like the sort of beating on him as like a, they they said it was a joke but obviously it was not and they they had some serious repercussions th- thankfully like most of them are in prison now and the other the ones that didn't go to prison got expelled oh. so yeah cuz i mean how and th- did you have any like certain experiences like i'm cuz they were you're saying that um uh that the other like that other like the other black people at your school like would like you know had to get into like physical altercations and mm-hmm. had to, like is there anything that you experienced like because of like your racial like be, before for being mixed race you know because I'm sure like being like uh, I'm I'm sure being mixed race wasn't very common where yeah. you were there in total it was a predominantly white like vastly predominantly white school um, in terms of the Latinx like population of the school I think maybe 15, 15 max at that school. People or percent? Like, uh, people. Oh. Um, and then, obviously, uh, for, for like, the black uh, side, of the, side of things, it was three. There was n- none. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really, like, all of my friends were either, like, I, I was friends with uh, Tayshawn and Daquan, and then uh, one of my good friends, Hector, uh, he was also from El Salvador, really good friend of mine from uh, on the soccer team. And, but the majority of my friends were, were white. So it was, it was a, always an interesting reaction, like whenever people found out that I was, uh, that I was mixed race, 
because it would always go one of two ways. They'd either be perfectly fine with it, or I'd get a really nasty look, and I'd never hear from them again. And so there was multiple times where I was in a friend group, or not a friend group, I guess, uh, like I was making a friend, and then the topic of race came up, and I was like, oh, like I'm half black, half Hispanic, and he gave me a look, and I was like, all right, I'm not talking to you anymore. So, because I just didn't want to surround myself with people that, that thought like that. And luckily, I found a really good friend group, uh, like JR, uh, Ethan Compton, really good guys, and they they were always there for me. They always like stood up, and luckily, like neither of them were afraid to fight. Like they, if they had to stand up physically for one of their friends or for themselves, it would, they were willing to do it. So I, I never really felt when I was with my friends, I never really felt threatened. Mm -hmm. But it was just those times where I was um, by myself and like in a new area where like I didn't know anybody and it was a predominantly white space, I really wouldn't feel like it was the, the safest or most welcoming place. And uh, you've told me before that you know you grew up not too far away from uh, where the like the KKK was founded. Mm -hmm. like, was there a like by being like mixed race like, in uh, like being black and Salvadoran in uh, in Arkansas, like near, the, like like near that place, I'm I'm sure like, the, like, uh, just what was that experience like? Just kind of like in like in that area. Um. Well, I never um, the, it was founded in Harrison, and whenever we like we obviously steered clear of that of that entire uh, town because, uh, it was never really like, so Harrison is where it was founded, but. Uh, quote unquote founded, but the the really racist town is right next to it. It's a little called town Zinc, uh, town called Zinc, and that town is nationwide notorious for being one of the most racist places on earth. Mm. Like it is, you, if you step in that town and you are not white, you are in physical danger from the moment you step in to the moment you leave. Like people will steer clear of that town of all costs. It's a very small town, but all of them. Like there, it's practically a cult at this point of how they still, they're still in relations with the KKK because Harrison, they're trying to rid themselves of the the stereotype of being associated with them, and because a lot of people there, they're like they there's been like anti KKK protests, so the the people of Harrison are are trying to like to work on like fixing the reputation, but obviously it's been so many years that they've allowed it that it's, it's the, the damage is already done. Like people are going to avoid your your town, but. Um, I mean, there's. I, I didn't have any direct contact with any of the clan, thankfully, or else I might not be here. Um, but I did see, like, like I said, uh, along with like Confederate flags, I've seen like the 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 cross of the KKK on like phone cases. I've seen it on backgrounds. People people doing it as jokes, and uh, I've seen the the merge merge versions of the two with the Confederate flag with the KKK cross, and. The, the topic, uh, like, there, like I said, people would be playing, like, the, like, the KKK, like, they called it, like, the KKK anthem, which was, like, a lot of Johnny Rebel songs, like I said, like, Alabama Hard R, and, like, they, they'd play it, and they'd be like, yeah, like, this is a, it's a good song, and, like, the stuff like that, it's, like, it's quite literally talking about, like, the time period where, like, where people of color were hung in the streets. And they're like, yeah, it's like it's funny, like, yeah, racism. So I, it was never, 
never, I never had any direct contact, but I definitely got the influence of being in an area where like racism is treated as like lighthearted. Mm. Like it was never treated as like as serious as it should have been. Cause like we're talking people that have lost their lives over this, especially with the KKK, anything involved with that, with that group just involves hate, death and all everything of the sort. So it was, I, I got the after effects of the clan. I never got like a direct contact with them, thankfully. Yeah. So. Wow, like, that's a lot different from uh, Redondo Beach, California. <laughs> yeah, um, but but I, I, I'm gonna ask a question to the, just the whole group. You know, what was like? What are the moment? What was the moment, or what were the moments you were most aware of your you know racial identity, more specifically your mixed race identity? I guess, I mean, the ma this, when I get that question, like, wh what are you, right? Um, and and I would always try to, like, when I, when I go through the list, it was always like, okay, which which one might stick the best to this person, right? What 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 would what which race you know, would would resonate with them, that that would give me the most favor, you know? Which one should I say first? Which which one should I say last? Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's it's like okay, like maybe if I get the order right, like I can present myself better to to someone. Um, so well, we've never talked about that, but I I, like, I do the same thing too. Like I'll yeah. I'll list like um, I'll I'll list certain things first depending on like who I'm talking to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I mean, th that's that's the the main times where I think about it. Um, other than that, though, it's it's definitely um, like you, you mentioned before, like being able to go in, in in many different spaces, but never never truly a part of them. Um, yeah, yeah. I think an another moment, like moments where I really experienced my <coughs> racial identity. I think like, there's two questions that that when the three of us, you know, uh, Sam, Seth. And I, when we, when, when, when people are meeting us at the same time, they'll like you know they'll say the two most common questions that come up are one, what are you, and two, or not really a question, but another thing they'll say is, oh, you two look the same, but this one looks different because obviously we're not we don't have our cameras on right now, but Sam and I look very similar, and Seth, Seth looks different, and and when when people like notice that difference, like the the, the, the biggest physical difference that Sam and I have to Seth is um, the color of our skin. You know, Seth, Seth just has, like, Seth looks like us. You could tell we're all brothers, but Seth just has a, a lighter skin compl complexion. And yeah. and when, whenever someone says, oh, you two look the same, and this one looks different, it not only puts, like, s you and me in a, like, in a certain category, like, it, like it kind of, sp I don't know, I've definitely felt the feeling of me and Sam in one category, and then, like, as, like, the twins, and then Seth, because people say like, oh, like people refer to Sam as like my twin. And then Seth would be like the third triplet, because yeah. it, it not only isolates Seth from like t the two of us, it also puts you and me in like in that in the same category yeah, as like the group, same person. It, it, yeah, it, it groups us. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's also that's also like another like a triplet kind of uh, categorization. 
You just, you know, put the three together. Why, you know, it's it's a unit. Yeah. So. It, I mean, people will categorize us, but then like within like within the three of us, they'll also like split us up. Yeah. And it's it's and it's, 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 it's a layered. The, it's like a layered prejudice. Yeah, it's a layered grouping. So people will say, oh, the triplets, the land docks, you know, like first I'll group us like that, and then in the like within that group they'll say, oh yeah, oh like you you and Sam, you guys are twins, and then Seth's your like your other brother. Like the, yeah. the, the people have said that way too many times, and it's, it's sometimes a little like a, offensive, and like it, like it kind of bothers me a little bit because it's like no, we're all triplets, we're all you know all born on the same day, all came from the same mom, you know. Yeah, and and, and sometimes that like even even other people like you know making that. Um, that distinction between you, me, and and Seth, it's it it it, it uh, kind of um, influences me to think along those same lines, right? Like, okay, now maybe I'm like not noticing the similarities between me and Seth, yeah. or uh, like us and Seth, mm-hmm. um, because all the only difference that I've ever been to- like made aware of is our skin complexion, right? Yeah, and because whenever someone says, "Oh, you two look the same," this one looks different. I'm like, "Okay, I know what you're talking about." Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I, I wonder what physical quality yeah. is ma- like making us look the same and look, make right, us look different. Right, right. Like, I, I wonder what you're talking about, and yeah. yeah so same it, conversation every, and it's not just once, not twice. Every time, thousands. It's it's been thousands of thousands times. of times with the same conversation. Uh, I'm trained. I, I've I'm numb. I'm I'm numbed. To that, to that conversation. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm meeting people by myself and I mention, oh yeah, I'm a triplet, actually they'll say, oh, uh, like, you know, are you, do you all look the same? And what I'll say is, you know, like, if, instead of saying, oh, yeah, Sam and I look the same, and Seth has like, you know, like, I, I don't say this. I don't say, oh, Seth's like, more, like lighter skin. Like, 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 I say, Seth looks more like our dad, right? right yeah. Like, I'll say, Sam and I look the same, and Seth looks more like our dad, because and, cause it's true, like, you know, when people like, Sometimes people like don't even think we're like brothers. Some, sometimes people will say like, "Oh, like this one must be like, like adopted." Like, like, right. like, like people and that's, when I was younger, like I, I thought like there were a couple times where that thoughts crossed my mind before. Right. Yeah, because I mean, our our like our our tone, our skin tone is like yes, I know it's like our it's it's our Filipino side. Maybe maybe it's our maybe it's our Cuban side that came out right. Yeah. Because um, we're a lot darker. Than we're, our we're 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 a lot darker than not just our parents, but all my mom's side of the family and any member of our dad's family that I've ever met. Yeah, we're definitely like when we look at ourselves in any person in our immediate family or any person in our family that we've met, like we're we we're darker. Yeah, and yep. you know, and so, and so it's like it was also yeah, it was just definitely a noticeable difference and. And it's like there, there's no there's no one in our family that we can be like oh yeah like I got this from them mm-hmm. or more you know enough I mean maybe 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 our late uh, our, our late grandfather right um, but but even then it, not not really yeah yeah so that, it's definitely one like the comparisons with you know the two of us versus Seth is really kind of what in addition to saying what are you like those. Whenever you meet someone, that's just what happens every every single time, yeah, almost every single time. So it's because whenever people come up to us, they'll just assume that we're like the two of us. Like we'll the three of us will all be together, and they'll assume okay, these two are twins, right? These, like these two are like all, like all, we we look very similar, right? And like, yeah, these two are twins, and they'll sometimes they don't even like think since our since our brother and yeah, 
And no, we'll say, no, we're actually trip, uh, triplets. Like, wait, what? Yeah, this is the third one right here. Like, yeah, the one right next to the, us. The one right next to us is, yeah. he, like, <laughs> is the third one, you know? But so like, when we, people are are saying, oh, are you like, are you triplets? Like, the, 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 I, I love that. When, like, when people actually, like, when people when actually people recognize it, them, right, yeah. when people get it right, like, are you triplets? So th- that's why, because like, yeah. when, when, everyone just assumes that we're twins, like, too. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, like, nice to hear that, too. Because yeah. like, that just helps, like, it just shows that, like, that we are a mixed race, you know, like, how, like, you mm-hmm. know, um, even though, like, you know, Seth looks like, Seth, Seth looks more like our dad, but, and, you know, like, our mom, like, we, we, we don't look a whole, look a whole lot like our mom, but, like, we, there's definitely features from the both of them that, like, you know, we take features from, from both of them, but, you know, Seth is, like, almost a spitting image of our dad. <coughs> right, and, yeah. And we're like kind of like a combination of the two, right? And like just just showing how like you know, just uh, like our appearance versus like Seth's appearance definitely shows like how like our mixed race identity because, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it's just that's just definitely a, like a big moment. I, mean, and I, I guess I guess another thing is is like, you know, no, um, be, being mixed race like, and we we were never really taught how to grow up in t- into um, being mixed, right? Like, no no, no one t- teaches you how to be mixed, mm-hmm. right? Like, may- maybe you've had experiences being white, maybe you've had experiences, right, be- being Filipino, right? But uh, no, no one says, okay, yeah, this is, this is what it's like to be, to, to, uh, to be mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that's, that's why we're having this podcast right now. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm really liking this conversation, and, and I think, like, hopefully, we have um, have more because like, I want to like, be able to like get in touch with, you know, like other like uh, other members of the mixed race like of the mixed race community here on campus. You know, like, whether like if anyone's listening right now, and then and wants like to reach out or whatever, or um, or be a part of the podcast too and talk about their experience because you know when I thought. Uh, because when I, when I jumped on board onto this, this the mixed race podcast or the growing up mixed podcast, uh, I knew like the, the, you know the, the first two people that I thought of and having this conversation with are the two the, pe- the two people that I live with right now. So it's uh, but and I'm sure there's there's a lot more. So yeah, and I think uh, yeah, I think that's I don't know. I, I I have a couple of other questions for you guys before we before we wrap it up, but. One is, you know, how do you feel about the term "mutt," referring to someone who's mixed race? I mean, so for me, I, this is probably gonna be, you know, not an anticipated answer, but I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really offended by it. Um, whatever, like being mixed, being a mutt, right? Like, I, I kind of always took it as like being the best of. Of of, su- of such beautiful racial identities, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I took the best from this, the best of that. Like, these are all beautiful um, origins, and 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 put them together, and that's me. Um, so I was I was I was pretty proud um, of 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 that sort of 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 how I am, how I came to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, but but I I do understand that. It is, you know, it's it's not the it doesn't have the nicest of connotations, right? Um, but I mean, I'm just I'm just grateful that like for, for being 
raised in in um, in that sort of like gratitude and and um, um, and consideration for for uh, you know for ourselves. Uh, so uh, right. lucky lucky to to be in an environment that's you know nurturing uh, and 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 not as harsh as John <laughs> in, as Arkansas. Uh, as, as Arkansas. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, so for me, I, I'm kind of along the same lines as uh, as Sammy over here. We, whenever, like, my, my mom would even call me this, because, like, obviously it's in a loving tone. She's like, oh, like, like I'd ask, like, like, what am I? She's like, oh, you're a mutt. Like, you're, you're half black, half Hispanic. Like, I never took any offense from it from the beginning. Because, like I said, I've always been proud to tell people what I am. Like, if someone asks me, like, obviously, like, like you said earlier, it shouldn't be the first thing that you ask someone when you meet them. But whenever someone it does ask me, as long as there's not a negative like pr- like presence in the room, I guess like if uh, or like the tension isn't there, if I can like if I feel comfortable with that person, they ask me, I- I'm proud to tell them what I am. So like if they if they want to if if I'm considered a mutt, then I'm a mutt, and I'm proud to be one. And so like growing up for me, it was never really uh, an issue being called that because like Sam said, there's two beautiful racial identities I just happen to be the product of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think our, our mom would refer to us as mutts as well. And, and at first, like, she, she, she would say it a lot. Yeah, she, she would actually say it a lot. Um, you know, on one side, it's like, okay, I don't necessarily like being compared to a, like a breeded dog, but at the same time, it was, like, like, you know, that's, that's not, like, you know, that wasn't, that, on that side, it's not very nice, but I also really, like, um, it was, it was fun thinking of myself as as different, like kind of, like saying, oh, I'm I'm unique, I'm, uh, I'm different, I'm like because I'm mixed with so many different, like, different racial identities, I'm, uh, like, I'm I'm a unique person, I'm like like it made me feel like I'm special, you know, like, it made, like, I felt proud because, like, not not besides you know Sam who looks almost exactly like me, uh, I mean like, there's there's not other, like. <laughs> Except for my carbon copy, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, there there aren't many people who who are like us, who are like me, who are like us, and and even though, like, you know, it's it's being different, but it it, it, it was a, it was a good feeling being like, uh, being th- like thinking of myself and having other people thinking of me as as different as, um, and being like it was just like and while there's all like so many challenges of, uh, of you know like. Finding like connecting to one racial identity to entering different spaces that like uh, that you don't feel a part of, or so, as far as like in Arkansas being like spaces where you you know feel in danger. Uh, besides those moments, like I, I'm like I'm so I'm so proud to be like to be mixed race. Like it, it's uh, like, I don't know. It, it's it, it's nice. Like it's nice being different. Like I, I'm proud of like I'm proud of that identity. I'm proud of yeah. Just, just proud to be a mixed race, despite like certain challenges and everything. I don't know any any lo- last thoughts from you guys. Um, well, I got I gotta uh, mention what Seth what Seth would say. Seth, I mean Seth calls it biracial privilege. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, there's 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 honestly like yes, there's there's a lot of uh, like figuring out who you are, your place, but it's also like. It's also such a blessing. It's such a, it's such a unique blessing, and um, and yeah, um, all like 
like just going back to the the, the word uh, like the, the word mutt it's like i mean as long as long as it's it's in a nice tone and 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 you know the intentions of what they're trying to say and it's not offensive it's like you know i i'm i know what you're trying to say cuz i'm still i'm trying to figure it out too yeah. right and we're all trying to figure it out yeah. and we're having these discussions like these yeah. to figure it out right. um and so uh, but at the same time like may- maybe the word mutt isn't as like W- isn't as res- like well received like, like wouldn't be as well received to someone else right so someone oh, else oh no no yeah like, I mean, like, that's my, yeah my experience is different from uh, you know another listener who's who's tuning in but um but yeah it's i i you know again uh our, our mom uses it on us all the time so i am i'm very well conditioned to that t- to that word exactly um i mean just the the biggest thing is just like like Sam said, I I am proud to be mixed race. I have like two two cultures that have endless amounts of things that are great about them, and I get to have both of them. So I consider myself pretty lucky, to be honest. Uh, the food is really good. <laughs> I can't say that the food the food is really good. The food is really good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm proud to be mixed race, uh, and I luckily, like I said, I I made it out of Arkansas. Don't plan on going back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was not really the most enjoyable time, but I like I had a, a great family out there. Um, yeah, my like my my mom's side of the family is predominantly out there. So, like my grandparents, they're from El Salvador as well. So, I had a very supportive and nurturing family and a really good friend group that not only like physically protected me when needed, uh, just was always there to. They never saw me as like a, a different person. I was just Jonathan to them. And so, just really thankful, and like I said, just very proud. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think before before we close it off, I have one last one last thought, and I think that's I think it's shown like a um, it's a good example of how I've grown into my mixed race identity. Is growing up, I think. Well, all three of us have like very like thick, curly hair. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I didn't like it because I wanted to be able to control it. I. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be able to control it. I didn't like the curls. I wanted to do something with it. I wanted to like come it over. I wanted it to fall in front of my face. You know, I, uh, it didn't look like anyone's hair that like that we were like. I wanted head bobbing hair. Yeah, yeah. For I, we, 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 we wanted head bobbing hair for concerts, but but I think uh, at least at least recently, at least, like I, I could tell with Sam and myself, um, like because like, before I like I used to try to like keep it wet, like keep, like, keep it gelled up, try to like make it like have that like straight look. Um, now, like I think we're both like throwing conditioner like in our like in our hair, like, letting the hair grow. Where like you know, when I like, whenever I get in the, out of the shower, I've been leaving conditioner in, so like it gets all nice and curly. So I've been I don't know. I, before I used to, didn't used to embrace the curls. I didn't like the curls, but now like I don't know. I, I can say with at least Sam and I, I think yeah. yeah. No, I completely I, agree. I think I think we've been like I, I've been embracing the curls, and in, in, like, in the same way that I've been embracing my like mixed race identity. Yeah. Yeah, I've been growing out my curls. I I need uh, someone's got to teach me how to tame them. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're uh, we're still learning how to how to control the hair a little bit, but 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 we love it. Anyway, that's uh, that's it from us. Um, hope you enjoy listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in to hearing our experiences of of growing up mixed. All right, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>